0: Jeff Davis, welcome to Ye Can Do.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I know you're a busy man, Jeff. You're wandering the streets of Marseille as we speak Um, and determined to join Ye Can Do uh, as we start a new year.
1: Yeah, and when you say wandering the streets of Marseille, I am literally (laughs) wandering the streets of Marseille.
0: Got it. As you might hear. Yeah, no worries at all. Listen, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. I know you're a very busy man, so I'm going to get straight into it. Um, the, yeah, the reason I invited you on the show, Jeff, I, I did give you obviously a bit of a background when we last spoke in terms of the intention of this show. And for me, I suppose it's a little bit selfish, but I did hear you talking about something which I know you now call Operation Time Freedom but you literally explained in another podcast interview that you got yourself i suppose control over your time again and you managed to change from working 80 hours a week to working 8 hours a week and i'm like oh my god if there was one possibility i would want in this year of 2023 it's to do exactly what you did like that so first of all congratulations on figuring all that out
1: thank you thank you so much and yeah, it when I say 80 hours, it probably sometimes was even more than that. I worked every night, I worked every weekend. Wow. And when I wasn't when I wasn't working, if I had two and a half hours to sleep, my dream probably was me sitting at my desk.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, that's a rip off. I need a good dream. I can't (laughs) dream about work and have an hour and a half to get back to the office. But I did. Yeah,
0: you did. So I know you ran that company and successfully sold it. So I guess another topic for a discussion, maybe another day, Jeff, but When I think about it, I know you ran that company um, for 19 years, so it was obviously something that uh, you were uniquely positioned and you might explain the business actually for us, but I would love to then, if you would just explain like where in that journey, you know, how long did you do the 80 hour working weeks before you finally managed to start changing it? Because I guess, uh, again, as we come into 2023, I'm, you know, happily busy, I would say, but I don't think I can, you know, for the next 20 years, continue working 50, 60 hour weeks right. like I am. So, yeah.
1: so will you tell yeah. us a
0: bit about the company and I just suppose just how you managed your time over that that long time of running that business?
1: Well, so the, the business was a very unique kind of business. It was a, a real niche. I was always artistic. I loved to draw. You know, mm-hmm. like just draw pictures. I used to get in, in high school, I get in trouble for doodling in my textbooks. And, uh, and so I thought I'd love to do something with drawing, but I've always been entrepreneurial and I never wanted to just be a starving artist. I thought, how can I build a business with my passion for drawing? And so I started a medical legal trial presentation company. And so what my business did was we created these anatomical and surgical illustrations for lawyers in America, mm. and uh, and I started. It was just me in a little studio apartment that was apartment eleven oh four, but I put Suite eleven oh four on my business <laughs> card, so it looked nice. like it was a, an actual business. Yeah, and I had a one, you know, had a toll had a toll free number, and all this fancy stuff. But it was just one one person in a little studio apartment. Wow. And um and so I just worked really hard. I I did every single job. Customer service, medical illustrations, mm-hmm. delivery boy, you name it.
0: Wow. Hence the 80-hour work weeks, huh?
1: Yes. If you looked at an organizational chart, every single rectangle would say me. <laughs> <laughs> so there was there were n- no other names on the org chart.
0: Okay. So how long did that go on for? I mean, I know you grew the company and it became incredibly successful. And again, you had a wonderful exit, but how, how big did you get the company, you know, as you worked those, those long hours? Um,
1: When I, when I, those long hours were so crazy. I got to say, I mean, I would, I would work until about normal end of daytime then I would go home inhale a dinner and then I would go right back to the office again until three or four in the morning like every night wow every night sometimes I I would see the sun coming up out the window and think oh man I need to go home and change my suit
0: wow yeah okay pretty extreme
1: yeah very extreme it's three four in the morning I would walk through a busy, you know, what normally was a busy downtown area. There would be nobody around. I'd have my suit and tie on and I'd look at these tall buildings and think, nobody can outwork me and pounding my chest like I was uh, <laughs> not real, not realizing what an idiot I was.
0: Yeah. Oh my that. goodness. Oh my goodness. Wow. So what was the light bulb, Jeff?
1: The, I, w- I would say the, the light bulb if I were to credit one thing to light bulb is, is the awareness of it re- reaching, a a pain threshold where I said, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. You can't last. This isn't sustainable. It's not yeah. scalable. This company's not sellable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we had our first baby. I became a dad oh, and I congrats. knew I, I didn't. Well, yeah. they, well that, that baby's 16 now, <laughs> but okay. I'll, take, I'll take the, I'll take the congrats.
0: I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it's a wonderful, wonderful child.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she is uh, awesome. But, oh. but I knew I did not want to be uh, celebrating r- yeah. revenue and yeah. And l- like the, you know, the, where the career mattered more than being at soccer yeah. or birthday parties and, you know, all that stuff. So I said, I got to figure this out because yeah. For one, my wife, you know, was had been very patient and, uh, you know, put up with me working all night, every night and just being at home by herself. And, yeah. I, and I didn't want to be that kind of dad. So, yeah. it's, but to answer your question, the, the light bulb was probably just getting to a point where I said, that's it. I'm going to figure this out. No matter what, I'm going to find a way. Mm. But, but what I did, what I did, actually, because I want to I make sure everybody that's listening has, you know, actionable types of yeah. takeaways that they can take and do stuff. Mm. Um, and so the first thing that I did was I just disconnected from all of the in the business stuff mm-hmm. and I went somewhere that wasn't my office mm-hmm. and which for me was a coffee shop at first. Okay. And you know, with a, a notepad and a pen that, mm-hmm. that was what I was armed with
0: high tech. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. High tech. Uh, solutions. Technology to, yeah, <laughs> solutions and b- fancy business words. No, it was a notepad and a pen. And I thought, oh, what can I do? I'm just going to sit here and figure it out. Ended up running into somebody I knew. And I thought this isn't good enough. This I'm going to get distracted. So I drove like 55 minutes out of town to a hotel yeah. where I would have no, dis- no distractions at all. I pulled up to a very fancy hotel. I didn't check in. I didn't even buy a sandwich. I just <laughs> grabbed the table by a window and just said, I'm not leaving here until I feel like I have a a plan. And I I, I sat there all day long planning my attack for uh, the coming year. Mm -hmm. So I would, I mean, I would say that that would be a first thing would be just taking the time to disconnect and map out your detailed plan for what, you know, at least the first draft of how you think you can do it okay, what you, what you think it would take, who would you need to hire? What company would you need to outsource to? Mm, mm. What, what tasks do you need to delegate? What, what tasks, you know, can you give to someone else? Mm -hmm. Do you even need to do it? You know, all those kinds of things, planning it all out.
0: So it sounds like you had, all the answers. It wasn't that you went and hired an expensive consultant or you had new mentors or guides or coaches.
1: I think the way you said it was perfect. It sounds like I had all the answers, but the reality was some of them were the wrong answers. Okay. And, and it wasn't like I sat there in the hotel and then the next day it was eight hours a week and wow, that worked great. You know, it was, yeah. It was here's a first go at it and then okay. some of the stuff you delegate was like, "Ooh, that was not the person to delegate it to. They <laughs> <Yeah>. are not <laughs> they are not <laughs> the right person for that." Or or "Ooh, that technology is not going to work for like I thought we could automate this, but it's not going smoothly." Or you know, like yeah. It's it takes uh, adjusting, fixing, re, you know, recalculating, optimizing it it wasn't an overnight thing it wasn't like i went 80 hours a week sh- directly to yeah, 8 hours course. a week but but yeah but you said it perfectly it sounds like yeah i did, didn't need any help and but i but it it was it was way better than before i started mapping it out i can say that
0: yeah so, I mean, that's actually super helpful already, Jeff. And again, I know a lot of the people who listen to Yay Can Do, like me, have super successful businesses, which are a bit like mine has been for over 14 years, in fact, where I'm essentially selling my time and people are buying my expertise or my consulting services or, you know, a lot of, um, you know, content creation, for example, I even did on a consulting basis. Now, you know, I'm starting to think, Okay, I've been doing that for 14 years. What does the future look like? Like, how can I get to a place I am starting to, you know, obviously resource? I have a wonderful team, very small still at this point. But I think there's a lot to be said about, first of all, taking time out. And I've been doing a little bit of that. There was a previous guest on Ye Can Do, um, a a wonderful guy uh, who talked about like a reorientation day, which he recommended that we do like on a monthly basis, kind of go for a bit like you said, take a half a day and literally sit down and think through what you're doing rather than continuing repeating the same pattern, even if some of it's working. And clearly, thankfully, a lot of what I'm doing at the moment in my day job is working, Jeff. But I think what you're saying is, you know, there's an awful lot when you make that decision. And for you, obviously it was, you know, the point of pain. I'm hoping I I can start making the change before I end up, you know, working 80 hours a week. So, so what do you think is the important, I guess, second step, like the mindset? um, And I guess, you know, taking that first piece of action. And again, we would always talk about that on this show. What else do you think is important to, to change the way of working.
1: I think part of it is if it's so much of it relies on you, it needs to change to who else can, can be a leader like a second level leader or, or a support team, you know, which if, if you're an army of one listening mm-hmm. to this yeah, and you're, you're a solopreneur, you know, you know that you can build a support team very cheaply, Uh, you know, with, with help in other countries. Um, I mean, as little as five or $8 an hour, you can have freelancers, virtual assistants that, you know, at a minimum can work just as needed. Mm. So there's no excuse, anybody, even if you're, you know, barely making anything for very, very little, you can get some support and a support team that can take certain things off your plate. Mm-hmm. It, it it astounds me the CEOs in our twelve mavens groups. We have CEOs that make like mm. profit multiple millions a year sometimes, and they're still stapling paperwork and and filing away things in cabinets. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? Like mm. when you look at what your time is valued at, and yeah. then that you're using up any time at all for anything other than those big billable, you know, high value move the needle types of tasks you're actually it, it's very expensive mm. to do the, those those eight dollar an hour tasks yourself yeah when you when you think about what you're not doing and if you had that time to do those things yeah they, you know daily weekly monthly over the course of a year two years what, what the the dollar value is you know people just see the expense of it but they're not looking at the missed opportunity expense so yeah. and, and and i think that goes into what I would consider the third thing, which is becoming a master of delegation. And I know CEOs of multi-million-dollar companies that still suck at delegating. <laughs> that that still don't have an assistant. That wow. still, you know, feel like you know. And I had I had guilt issues, and I felt like you know I had to be the first one in and the last one out every single day. Okay. Um, and and so I had to work on my own mindset with that. But um, and, and, you know, I would be nice about things and people would do it all wrong and I'd be too nice about it and not really hold them accountable. And and then I then I started I literally went to delegation workshops. I got delegation books. I started, you know, I started teaching my because you don't learn that, you know, you you, no matter what you do, you know, my dad was a dentist. They didn't teach delegation course at dental school, (laughs) you know,
0: but but you have to. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's you know on the business side of it, you know that's true. And so yeah. I, when I took when I educated myself on the art and science of delegating, mm. I realized, oh oh my God, I suck! I'm doing that wrong. I'm doing this wrong. Oh man, I I never asked that question when I should. I never, ooh, uh, you know. And and I remember <laughs> it was this, uh, you know. I actually drove to this delegation workshop, and I remember at the end walking to my car in the parking lot and being bummed out because I realized it was all my fault. I was like, Oh, no, I was wanting to just be reassured that these people were all morons. It wasn't me. But no, it was my fault. Because because I was thinking, Oh, I didn't ask them to repeat it back to me to make sure they heard everything. Oh, I never said exactly when it was Dubai, you know, I would I would just give them the thing. And to me, I would think, all right, that should take about an hour. And it's a week <laughs> later, it's a week later. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, are they ever going to do that? You know? And I thought, did I tell them I need it by tomorrow at 1230, you know? Yes. So, so learning those little steps that you can do yeah, uh, can really help. And then, and then another thing was, you know, I, I have an artistic brain. I literally have a master of fine arts degree. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm a creative type brain, which a lot of times we, we don't think like engineers and we don't really think in terms of systems mm. and processes. We, we think in terms of ideas and our vision. And yeah. so, but a business that you want to free up yourself, you need to have systems and processes. So you need to start systematizing everything. Mm-hmm. So as you're doing things, you have to think, okay, if this was a franchise, and somebody bought the franchise and got all the guidebooks and checklists, You yeah. know what, how would they explain how to do that instead of it just being in your brain and your people have to ask you all these questions because they don't have anywhere else to get the information?
0: There's so many things. I think you're actually inside my brain. Um, it's actually very reassuring, Jeff, because I do struggle to delegate. And I often have this idea that it's just quicker if I do it myself by the time I tell somebody how to do it, because I think, oh my God, I'll just send the email or I'll send the invitation or I'll do whatever it takes. Um, And then, of course, it means that I always have to do it again the next time and the next time. So, and and, and you're
1: probably right. In a lot of cases, it probably would be a lot faster to just do it. And it probably will be uh, Mm. better if you're the one who does it. But here's the thing is, if it's 83% compared to your 100% how you would do it, but you can have all these other people, you know, running 83% of as good as you and all these other places and all this time that, that would be impossible for you to do it all yourself, then the business can get bigger. Um, it can It can serve more people. It can yeah. have more of an impact, you know, yeah. versus your perfect 100% of just you. The mm-hmm. other thing is, uh, if especially if it's a task that's going to be done again at some point in the future, yeah, it probably will take you longer to explain it and to map out a, like a detailed process and a screen capture video explaining it and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But the next time it comes around, maybe six months later, somebody else can just go in there, follow the steps. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you, you never know when it's going to be hugely uh, impactful in in your life uh mm-hmm. that you did that so a perfect example is uh over the last month my dad was going through a major health situation he was in the intensive care unit and for weeks and this is leading up to our biggest annual event of the year for weeks i didn't yeah. even open my email i didn't do anything other than spend every waking minute in the hospital and wow. we had our big annual event. But because we had checklists of we need this, 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 this. And then when you do this, it has to be like this and all this stuff. Yeah. Somebody else was able to go through that checklist and make sure everything was the way it's supposed to be. And I I, almost just walked into that event like an attendee. even wow. though know, I was like, it's, yeah. it's quote unquote, my event that I started and. Yeah. Uh, and I was the one, you know, leading it. But I, but I mean, I didn't know anything. I, I remember somebody asking me, is the lunch going to be a buffet? And I thought, I don't, I
0: oh, don't, don't know. Care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, and, and I was like, when they started, I say the hotel started putting out this beautiful lunch. I was like, Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, yes. That.
1: Yeah. Oh, that looks good. Oh, that's fish.
0: You obviously um, have that in the checklist,
1: but yeah, whatever. But, uh, uh but so so, It was somebody else could follow the steps without even having to ask me almost anything.
0: Yeah. I really like the the idea of thinking about, again, all the solopreneurs listening, and I know there are a lot of us, um, this idea of if this was a franchise, you know, and and to almost create those. I think uh, certainly on Built to Sell Radio, the podcast I heard you speaking on, they talk about standard operating procedures, which I know are considered, I guess, you know, time-consuming and laborious in the beginning to to do. But once you have it, and I like your idea of screen capture of a video, because again, there's lots of software that we've kind of, you know, customized, for example, for our own processes. So there's things there that we could just do screen capture videos of, and then I'll never have to train somebody again how to use the software if they've had a full kind of tour in terms of this is how it works. And I'm sure, again... The oversimplifying. Yeah, sorry. I,
1: I, <laughs> no, again, again, you said it perfectly. And I want to like point that kind of call that out when you said, so I don't have to explain it again. Yeah. And I think entrepreneurs should be thinking in terms of how do I never have to do this again? How do I never have to explain this again? How do I make it so that this can get done without me ever needing to do anything again? And just constantly be conditioning your brain to think in terms of that. So as Things yeah. are coming up instead of just doing it, you are clicking on Loom or whatever screen capture video, you know,
0: yeah. software tool that you videos. use, yeah. and
1: having a, an organized place where it gets added mm. so that it can be captured. I used to, back in the old days, uh, I used to keep uh, what was it called, a flip cam or something. Remember those little video cameras that had the little flip up yeah. USB? Back okay. in the day, and I used to keep one of those on my desk and somebody, one of my employees would come into my office and say, hey, Jeff, what do we do if a, if a client asks us blah, 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 whatever? And I'd say, hold this, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they'd hold the camera and i go hit record. They hit record. I go, here's what you do. If a client asks it, I answer it and they say, thank you. And I'm never answering that question the rest of my life.
0: Oh, my God, that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> and I know a- I wouldn't.
0: Yeah. And, and but
1: But people would still pop into my office with that. Hey, got a minute. Yeah. Which is never a minute. It's more like 10 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and so I had to retrain them to go to the place where all the answers are because they were just used to coming to answer boy, which was me. (laughs) And, uh, and I'm sure people listening are answer boy, answer girl. Yeah. And so you have to retrain them to say, Oh, did you go to, you know, whatever, whatever the name of your place is for us, it was called backpack. Okay. And, um, And so did you go to backpack? Did you see if they had the answer there? And uh, if they did, you know, then follow that. If it's not there, let me know and we'll make a new video or a new screen capture or, you know, whatever.
0: Wonderful. Okay, so that's my new year's resolution. I am literally now uh, booking in a team uh, brainstorming day. And as part of that, I am going to organize myself that I'm going to start, um, you know, removing myself from answer girl duties and start to create those procedures, Jeff. So definitely that's uh, creating a possibility, I guess, for me in terms of uh, freeing up a lot more time in 2023 than I did in any of my previous years so listen I know we're under time pressure Jeff you you are a busy man uh, but just uh two final questions just to give me a sense of the the 80 hours to eight hours clearly it didn't happen overnight but you know with your level of determination to to, to completely reinvent your way of working like how long did that process approximately take? Just to give me a sense of, again, solopreneurs listening, people like me in small businesses, like how long should we be realistically planning before we could be essentially not needed in the business?
1: Well, I think there's there's no real like one size fits all answer. And it really depends on the kind of business that you have. Okay. For some people, it could, it could be really, really quick based off of, your business. It could be there's like two core tasks that you hire somebody else to do. And very yeah. quickly, it's com- It's a completely different life. Could be one hire that you make that it just takes a little while to train that person up, up and your life is completely different. For other mm. businesses, it could be a lot more business model changing. So for example, my dad was a dentist and he had yeah. to put his hands in people's mouths to get anything done. So, yeah. like, in that scenario, you would have to start hiring other dentists, you know possibly yeah. um to to be able to so that 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 would be a longer procedure versus you yeah. know uh some people they literally just make one or two hires, and it's a totally different life, you know, and so it it really does depend on yeah. your type of business but okay. but, I would say, you know just don't have limiting beliefs about what you can do and how Quickly, you can do it because you know the old expression whether you think you can or think you can't, either way, you're right. Yeah, and, and if people just right tell themselves the story that they can't do it because my business is different, blah blah <laughs> blah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call you out and say you're wrong because any business, any business could be set up uh, in a way that would free up the founder, and it's just a matter of transitioning from owner operator to owner. Yeah. If that's what you if that's what you want, you know, some people might say, well, I love the operations. I love making yeah. what we make. Th- that's fine. Then you can do that. And then maybe bring in somebody to do all the business and admin stuff that you don't want to do. You know, mm. there, again, again, it just depends on what makes the person happy yeah, um, and and what kind of business they have.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm very reassured that you've described delegation as both an art and a science. And yep. I don't think there's any conferences in my part of the world, unfortunately, in learning how to delegate. But however, there's always good old Google. So I guess I can go. Oh, and- yeah.
1: yeah. This <laughs> is a long time ago. You could probably get more on YouTube in, in, yeah. in, in, in a couple of minutes than I back then and and this delegation workshop you might find this hard to believe but there were only a few other people that signed up for it <laughs> it wasn't like a gigantic coliseum it was like a little room in some kind of crappy hotel but uh but you know there were just a handful of other people that that did it and I think most of them they had to do it because of their jobs I was okay. probably one of the only people that actually picked it for themselves yeah to do it but, yeah uh but I learned a lot and and you're right. You could probably go online and, and just get skilled up. There are tons, maybe not tons of books, but there are for sure books on delegating and it takes practice. It's just like learning to play a new instrument, you know, or a new sport. Yeah. It takes practice and getting it wrong and then making notes and figuring, looking at your list of, of things you forgot to do.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So listen, Jeff, what I would love is if we could uh, plan to have you back on the show in another maybe, I don't know, six months, certainly 12 months, because there are so many things that I do want to understand your perspective on over time. So things like, of course, 12 Mavens, and I'll ask you about that now in a minute, but You spoke before about building a scalable company. And I think that's Mm -hmm. also, for me, a mind shift that has happened recently Mm -hmm. from, Mm -hmm. again, something I was super proud of doing in order to have an income. But now I do want something that I can build and grow and scale. So- Mm -hmm. That's something I'd Mm -hmm. love to get more perspective. Um, I think you're very good at getting PR. So again, amazing in terms of, you know, Fortune magazine, you've been quoted in Inc.com, CNN Money. So I think there's a lot of lessons that you could teach us about the art of PR when, again, you're self-employed. And yeah, the big one, I guess, is this, uh, I think you call it a secret society of CEOs. So tell us about your... 12 Mavens organization. And if there's a way for people like us to, to have access to something like yes.
1: that. yes, Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I used to sit there in traffic driving to my office and I used to just fantasize about some kind of thing that was just all fellow entrepreneurs helping each other solve all these types of problems that you and I are talking about, because as I mentioned, it took, it took getting it wrong and trying this and trying this to, to to get yeah. better and better and over time, figure things out. And I could have done it a lot less expensively and a lot less painfully if yeah. I had other smart, successful entrepreneurs that had hindsight that could be like, you know, I say, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. And then one of them making a face to me like, oh, we did that six <laughs> months ago and this happened and that happened. And, you know, just that one 12 minute conversation could end up saving tens of thousands of dollars, you know, that they just wasted on something. But but yeah. you can leverage their hindsight. And, and, and really it's none of us are as smart as a whole bunch of us all combined together. Okay. And so it, I, I was dreaming of this thing and I sold the company. I had the dream moment where the money gets wired into the account. Uh, my wife and I are hugging, crying. I pour myself a, a really strong drink to yeah. celebrate. Yeah. And, um, and, and then I, I, I I think about four days later was like doing a, a 12 Mavens meeting, getting it together. I, I joke I wow. retired for all of about four days because wow. it was something that yeah. I was just so excited to do. You know, to me, it wasn't something like going yeah. to work. It was like something I was like, couldn't wait to, to work on.
0: To create, and yeah. so
1: that's what it is. And now we have, we have uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs um, all, all over the place that uh, meet together in little private peer-to-peer groups virtually Mm -hmm. through, Mm -hmm. you know, through Zoom, or we have uh, other easy accessible events that we put on for entrepreneurs where we bring on like top experts on all these different topics every Mm -hmm. month and just make, make it real interactive so people can ask whatever the heck they want.
0: Mm. Amazing. Okay. So um, I'm super inspired, as I said, as we come into 2023, my new possibility is learning to delegate, creating free time for myself and some freedom um, to, to do more things, actually. It's not like I want to sit and put my feet up, Jeff. So a bit like you, I right. do enjoy yeah. um, the work. Yeah. So, But with all of yeah. that said, I've definitely been doing uh, too much for too long of the wrong type of work. Yeah. So I want to really thank you um, for all of your time and insight Today. Where can people reach out to you, Jeff, if they want to touch base or want to find out more about you or 12 Mavens?
1: Yeah, thank you. If they're if they listen to your podcast, they can they can send me an email personally at Jeff at 12mavens.com and tell me you heard it. And I love I love getting those. I get them from around, like literally around the world from sometimes from podcasts that I did years ago. Yes. Um, and I always I always enjoy getting those and I always reply uh, back. Um, But it's J-E-F-F at 12, like the number one, two, M-A-V-E-N-S dot com. And if you go to 12mavens.com, you can see uh, more about our community of entrepreneurs there too.
0: Brilliant. And I'll make sure we we link to all of uh, your profiles, for example, Jeff, in the show notes for this so people can definitely find you. So with that said, Jeff Davis, founder of Operation Time Freedom and founder and chairman of 12 Mavens. Thank you so much from Ye Can Do.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been an honor.